0: Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean.
1: And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome in to the Gramlich and McLean podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see we're both beaming uh, because some really big things happened the last couple of days, and Mac is wearing his girl dad's sweatshirt. Mac... You're a dad. Tell us everything. Come to on, KG. HIPAA. But uh, tell us it, most things. It,
0: it, HIPAA. I have so many HIPAA paperwork. It's, it's crazy. The papers, the documents. Um, yeah, I mean, here's the deal. I'm sleep deprived. I'm excited. I'm jacked up. Little Amelia Rose decided to come early. And uh, man, she she is so beautiful. That process was unbelievable. I just have to say this too. Uh, for all the women watching, uh, on YouTube, there's not a lot of you. But thanks for tuning in. Uh, <laughs>
1: we see our demographics behind the
0: curtain um there would be no human race without you literally and figuratively if we had to have children i couldn't do it my wife kaki is the strongest woman i know to see that process was unbelievable and really really cool i know this isn't a birthing podcast but i just want to say uh it it was literally the miracle of life and Mm -hmm. totally totally cool to see it. i'm repping the swag i've been waiting on this for so long and uh, she's here. She's here. So I, I mentioned the sleep-deprived deal. Uh-huh. If I say some crazy stuff, guys, and you don't like it, I'm sorry. It's just going to happen. Good. I'm on a different level right now. So I'm ready to go.
1: And she's literally right behind that wall. She's right here. I don't here. know if she's sleeping right now.
0: We might um, hear her later in the show.
1: Yeah, she's going to learn to sleep through Dad's podcast. So we love that. And maybe she'll learn my voice. And then when I meet her, she'll right. love me, which exactly. I can't wait. But exactly. yeah, shout out, Khaki. Unbelievable. I mean, when Mac was texting me and telling me, How, you know, how the process went. Um, You were just singing her praises. She's a champ. She's a champ. We got a shout out khaki on the pod. Well, congratulations, Mac. And can't wait for Amelia's first appearance. We'll see. We'll ease her into it. I mean, she already was on TV. She's already on
0: TV. She's ready. day one. She's ready.
1: She's ready to roll. Okay. Well, all that being said, if you want to see Amelia Rose, you can go look on Mac's Instagram as well. That's right. I'm a very proud podcast aunt, as you guys know. Okay. So. So much happened, Mac. I know you maybe didn't see as much of it just because, you know, you're having a baby. So let's get into some of these things. I think what we'll start with is these 4-0 teams, these teams that remained undefeated. And all of them are in the most recent AP poll. The poll that just came out, Clemson's 5, NC State's 10, which means we have a top 10 matchup this weekend. Wake Forest is 22, FSU's 23, which means we have another top 25 matchup this weekend. People forget Wake and FSU are playing this weekend. And Pitt is still 24, Clemson, FSU, Syracuse, and NC State remained undefeated. Let's start with that Clemson Wake Forest game, Mac. How much of, you and I were texting during it, so I know you got to watch a good part of it. But that game was insane. Clemson beats Wake Forest fifty-one to forty-five in double overtime. It hit the over, which we both said it would. <laughs> we didn't think it would be like this though. I, I wow. don't think people expected Wake's offense to look this good. That that was one of the main storylines. Was some of the questions about Clemson's defense but also both quarterbacks and specifically because there's been more questions about him DJ Uyanglale was fantastic yeah. there's no other word and so was Sam Hartman but DJ proved a lot of people wrong
0: absolutely and and there's so many different ways to approach that game right it, it was it was it was, it insane. was Sad because I wasn't with my boys and I wasn't doing the, the weekend thing, but it was awesome because I, I really just got to unplug and be a fan of college football and for a weekend to just sit here and take it all in, watch what I want to watch, don't watch what I don't want to watch, and uh, you know just have a great Saturday uh, holding my little baby girl as she watches her first football uh, she couldn't see anything. For those who want to come at me, she can't see but like four inches in front of her.
1: But face. honestly, it was not good good luck for Wake that Amelia Rose was born because That's right. Amelia Rose, with both her parents being Clemson grads, I do right. That was a tough blow for Wake. Honestly, <laughs> I don't know how they were going to overcome
0: that. You know, she starts off one and zero in her career, pretty good, right. pretty good. So right. we'll we'll see where that gets her this weekend. Uh, but yeah, I, I want to start with the QBs because they were just. They were on another level. I mean, both of those guys, the duel back and forth. And quite honestly, I mean, Sam Hartman should have and could have had so many more yards, but there yeah. were just so many penalties uh, for pass interference by those young Clemson DBs. But both guys, I mean, never flinched. You, you know, were, we're faced with adverse situation. Clemson goes up big very quickly. Wake Forest just storms back. And, and when I saw how Sam, just to start with him, how he was doing things, the way he manipulated the pocket, the way that he was not afraid to step right up in the teeth of that defensive line and deliver strikes to take a shot, to get hit, and still find his guys. And, and for, you know, these guys, cats stepping up. I mean, we have yeah. known about A.T. Perry. We've known about Taylor Marin. We've known about Green. But Banks, I mean, just these last couple of games, this guy is playing out of his mind. And, and just to see that, it just proves to you again how good Wake Forest is at developing talent, at finding wide receiver talent specifically these last couple of years. And very impressed, you know, with what I saw from them. Really excited even more so, you know, to see the eight people number one, respect Clemson, but also respect Wake and not just blast yeah. them out for for losing those guys. I think they dropped a spot, which, which sounds about right. And so, you know, with that, thought it was an unbelievable performance. They ran the ball very well. I mean, you look at that Liberty game, and, and it just had to be a case of overlooking Liberty. Uh, but they were horrible. And they're running the ball on Clemson 110 yards. I mean, really, at the end of the game, whatever they wanted, they were doing. And they were moving the ball because Clemson was in this such a bind where do we drop back in coverage? Do we blitz? And Wake had the answer every single time. No matter what they did, Wake Forest answered.
1: Break that down for our listeners because so many Clemson people, well, I, I tweeted, hey, these Wake wide receivers are actually pretty good. This is the best wide <laughs> receiving core in the ACC because Virginia has taken such a, a step back. Yeah. Um, so that was part of it, but these Clemson, Clemson's has has a bunch of injuries right now in the secondary. So these young DBs were getting abused. Ten penalties for 120 yards. A lot of those were PI. Most of those were PIs. So in those last couple possessions in an overtime, Clemson switched. They were playing more zone, I believe, and that's right. why. Wake was running the ball. So that seemed to work better. Why didn't Clemson make some of those adjustments earlier? I think that's what your average fan is thinking.
0: Well, you know, there's a couple of different things. I'll I'll bring up your first point of time. When, When did you say that occurred? It occurred in overtime. Yeah. What happens in overtime? The field field. is condensed. Mm -hmm. You can't just go over the top. And, And so for Clemson, it makes a lot more sense. Okay, they've got 30 yards. We go cover two, we can have a safety who can cover 15 yards and get to the corner, and we feel good enough about up front that we can recover. And so for me, I think that's why that happened that way. Regardless, the rest of the game, I'm not sure. I don't know why we didn't see adjustments. That's something that I thought Clemson would have answers all the time this year. When you see personnel, when you see you know the mindset of this defensive coaching room, uh, and they just got busted. I mean, quite frankly, Clemson – uh, you know, the, the, or excuse me, Wake Forest offensively coached way better than Clemson did on mm. defense. I mean, those guys, they won the day. I, I know the scoreboard didn't reflect it, but they yeah. were busting them right and left. I mean, no one came into this game saying Wake Forest defense is going to be unbelievable. No one said that. We knew that Clemson was going to be able to score the football we did not know that right. Wake Forest was going to be able to have any type of success. And it was a chess match that they executed perfectly. So have to give big you know, kudos to where it's earned and delivered. And that offensive staff, Sam Hardman and the, and the boys, really got it going. Offensive line played really, really well. Uh, th- those guys looked exceptional. Well executed. Go. They
1: That's did. for sure. I mean, I think you got to yeah. give Wake credit.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Now let me go to the Clemson side because we saw something from DJ that even in those – Notre Dame, Boston College games. We didn't see this guy. This mm. DJ is at the best he's ever been at the college level. Confidence, ownership oh, yeah. of the offense, knowing where he goes with the football, running Super the football. Accurate. It's crazy to see KG, and this it's it's awesome to see too because you're seeing a guy at the highest stage. All the criticism in the world from his own fan base to alumni to probably players on his own team to businesses with NIL and and the repercussions from money and performance and all these different things. He has handled, you know, this situation perfectly. And now he's come out of the storm and he's playing the best that he's ever played. So the interesting thing is going to be continuing to see, can these receivers make plays for him? In this game, that was a resounding yes. Those guys made all kinds of plays Mm -hmm. all over the field.
1: The receivers stepped up, and that was something we talked about a ton last week. Bo Collins was great. Davis Allen, using him at the tight end position, he had some massive catches. Antonio Williams, the freshman. I want to add this, Mack, and we have a little bit of a shorter episode today because we're recording a bunch of different things for Wednesday's episode today, so stay tuned. (laughs) big
0: game this weekend.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to add this, because some people are tweeting at us saying, oh, you guys didn't believe in DJ, whatever. And it's, you know, the Clemson people who tweeted us because we are Clemson grads, even though we cover the entire ACC and and try to be as unbiased as possible. Um, I'm not going to apologize for at least being critical of DJ because last year he was awful. Yeah. Like, we can't pretend that last year didn't happen. Right. And just say, oh, yeah, Dabo said it was going to be fine, so it was going to be fine. (laughs) Like, no, that's not what we do. We watch the games. We evaluate. And even the Georgia Tech game, he wasn't great. Right. And Clubnik comes in one drive against the backups, but he also has, oh, you know, all of Sweeney's sons playing with him. And he looks great. So we're just evaluating what we see. So right. to, for someone to say, you never believe. No, 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 no. I, right. That's not the point. That's not what we're doing here. I, I evaluate. I mean, he had threw 10 touchdowns, 9 picks last year, or whatever it was. I was just seeing and what I for saw. 50%.
0: Now, was at the bottom yeah. of the ACC? I mean, now, right there's now, no question. There's no this question. This is one of the greatest
1: comebacks yeah. we might ever see right. from a quarterback from one season right. to another. And we're yes. going to give him his due, and he's playing amazing. But exactly. Come on. We, we're we just looking at what we see and telling you what it is. <laughs> Listen, Let's on,
0: on this show, we're always going to tell you Let's what's happening real, y'all. right now. We're, okay, and, and it's not a Homer deal at all. And that's quite frank. I mean, the, the guy couldn't throw an out route last year. I mean, there's no there's it's not a debate. It's not a question. It's not a lack of belief.
1: It, it that's, was just that's what also it was. What makes it so amazing.
0: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, and I think honestly, doing. KG, you know, folks, almost discredit the work that he's put in when you say stuff like that. Mentally, too, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, to to discredit the journey that he's had to go through and that he that that if you say that he was not terrible a year ago, you're just you're lying. And again, you're taken away from the story because that is how he got here, that he Mm -hmm. had to go through all of that. To get to here so anyway at the end of the day a great game somebody had to win somebody had to yes. lose and clemson found a way when it mattered most defense stepped up nate wiggins who got picked on all game almost comes down with a game-winning interception sealed the game by knocking it down on fourth down but that's what it takes in this game it only takes one play
1: and how about that zero turnovers from both teams which Incredible.
0: Was pretty Pretty. i mean it, it was a the way
1: they passed the ball
0: <laughs> for for two offensive people like you and i it was the perfect game yeah and it was a noon. Great. it started everything off Nothing really led up to that, but it was a great game.
1: One more thing about DJ. Uh, another person you got to give credit to is Dabo Sweeney for sticking yeah, with him. Always. I think there are so many other coaches out there that would have gone to the portal, which many people asked why they weren't. But Dabo believed in him, and right. I think that said a lot to DJU. Right. And um, I, I, And yeah. I think you have to give credit to Dabo for doing that, too.
0: Right. And, and you know what I think is interesting also about that, that, that you bring that up, KG, is you know, the media, us, we are not there every day. So, you know, he could have been showing flashes this entire time. And I'm sure he was, but, you know, we, we didn't get to see, you know, literally the change that occurred right before that coaching staff and those players and stuff like that. So I agree with you hundred percent.
1: Yep. All right. Speaking of a coach sticking with a quarterback and not bringing in someone in the portal, let's talk about Florida State Come on. and Jordan Travis. Florida State beats Boston College 44 to 14. We both said FSU would cover the number was large, but FSU is playing incredibly well, and BC is very bad. Uh, they're ranked now, Mac. They're finally ranked. We told them to be patient. They were absolutely dominant. They returned that opening kickoff, and it, was almost, it felt like a wrap. Doak was sold out. So many positive things for FSU moving forward, and they really did what we thought they were going to do, Mac, but the fact that they're ranked this week I think is a really good sign. 4-0 with what they've done. They absolutely deserve it.
0: Right, yeah, hundred percent. And I have to give such a shout out to uh, the the Tallahassee fans there, the Florida State fans. They were electric. I, I talked to the boys; they were in Tallahassee all weekend. Talked to Pack, all those guys. They, they said it was unbelievable. The environment, the shows, the 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 folks all around the sets. I mean, that's what it's about. That's you know, when we travel as the ACC Network and go to these different places. That's the type of output that we expect, you know, from the fans. You get it every time you go to Virginia Tech. You see it here uh, with Florida State. So that was incredible to to see and kind of be a third-party member of that uh and really, you know, witness it. But Jordan Travis is, man, I, I got to say, between Gray Schrader and Jordan Travis and DJU, I mean, yeah. th- these guys have have turned into different people. I, I mean, it's been really incredible to watch the fundamentals that they're playing with now, how the footwork makes everything go. When you have mm. calm feet in the pocket and you can sit there and process, boom, I'm I'm jumping one, two, three, bam, balls out. And it's not panicking. It's not breaking down and, and having loud feet and running all around just to run around. Jordan Travis is an electric football player. And the way that he plays quarterback, the efficiency that he plays with this Atlantic race, it was already interesting to start the season. With Florida State playing like this, it's even yeah. more interesting. They play Wake Forest this weekend, as you mentioned. this It's going to be fascinating. I mean, this is a massive weekend in the ACC that's going to have the, the country's attention.
1: Massive. And we talk about the four undefeated teams. They're all in the Atlantic. We talk about the <laughs> top 25 matchups this weekend, yeah. all in the Atlantic. Yep. Clemson, NC State, and Wake, Florida State. And then, of course, Syracuse undefeated. The Atlantic has to get some more respect nationally. Absolutely. I know we're always going to talk about the SEC West, whatever, Big Ten, whatever. Uh, this, this division is really, really good, and even beyond the undefeated teams when you look at, like, a Wake Forest. I mean, right. and Louisville. Louisville goes and stomps South Florida, a team that almost beat Florida. Right. Not saying Louisville's, uh, you know, they, they still have some issues, but still, that was impressive. So this Atlantic is going to be tough. And the two games this weekend, both on ABC again, Wake in FSU at 3.30, Clemson-NC State at 7.30. Those are two massive games for deciding who's going to win this thing.
0: Listen, the, the country wants to see the ACC, man, on ABC. They do. Running, running that network. Put them I mean, on ABC, baby. It's impressive to see. And just one more thing on Florida State before we move on. The identity of this team and the fact that they've been able to keep it so true yes. uh, through, through each of these games and, and really just know who they are, the confidence that they are playing with right now, it, it's special to watch. And, and I think that you know when you see the turnaround from zero and four versus four and zero this year versus last year. I mean, it is night and day. The buy-in, the understanding of of how to play and what's and how to you know go about our business with culture and things like that. It, it's really cool to see when a coach has time when people mm. don't just freak out and lose their minds. The turnaround that he can have.
1: Sure, completely agree, and it's great for the league and it's great for college football. Okay, another undefeated team and Mac. They're going to be undefeated, most likely, barring anything insane, after this weekend as well. Syracuse is 4-0. They beat Virginia 22-20. I picked UVA to cover because I just didn't trust really either of these teams. And Syracuse still didn't look great, but that's what's so encouraging about Syracuse. Maybe the Louisville game, they really played a full, complete game. And UConn, but it's UConn. The last two wins, they've just found a way. I mean, I, right. it feels like the DNA of this team and the belief of this team is changing because Sean Tucker hasn't even he hasn't played great the last two games, and they no. still have won.
0: Yeah, and, and, and that says a lot. It absolutely does. And I mean, they're they're still finding him a way to get the football right. Like he had five receptions.
1: Yeah, right I like at forty five
0: yards. So he had a, a hundred total yards. But yeah, I mean, I would love to see them get back to really being able to run the ball effectively and, and still be true to, you know, who they are, what they have there. But Schrader's playing so well. I mean, he, he's distributing the ball. He puts it in the right place. You know, he, he is running the ball very effectively. Coach and I in this offense, it's just fun to see. And then the defense, I mean, you see a guy in Grant Williams that I watched that matchup like a microscope, just seeing mm-hmm. what is he going to do? How is he going to respond? Because he got picked on quite frankly, a, a week ago against Purdue. And the things that they did time and time again, it was with him guarding X. Most of the times it was Charlie Jones. So when when I saw that, I was like, okay, is this guy going to be, number one, discouraged? Because I know he's a heck of a ball player. He's going to go top three rounds. Is he going to be discouraged? Is he going to be pouting? Or is he going to go and ball out? And that's exactly what we did. Shut it down. I mean, he yeah. every anytime the ball was near him, it was a pick or a PBU. He's playing at a very high level. Would have loved to see that, again, against Purdue, but the response was there. Um, excited for excited for Syracuse. I think they can really make some noise. I'm sounding the alarms on Virginia. I mean, I I just I don't get it. I really don't. I don't understand it. The connection between Wicks and Armstrong a year ago was one of the best we've ever Mm -hmm. seen. Now those guys can't even play catch. Like it's it's routine curl route, five yards, boom, hits them in the chest, falls on the ground. And I'm just it's very, very confusing, KG. Don't understand why, don't understand how. But those guys, man, you, you've you got to figure it out. This could get bad in a hurry over there.
1: I think what you're seeing at Virginia and Miami, which we'll, we'll hit on Miami, is the effect of scheme change on a quarterback. Yeah, When true. you've been in this same scheme 100%. For, your, for Brennan, it's been multiple years. For TVD, it was a couple. At those different programs, so a new scheme comes in. Maybe you don't buy into it as much. Maybe it doesn't let you put up crazy numbers. But there's a reason why the coaches want to do it. I think you're seeing that issue at both of those places, but Virginia, it's a little more puzzling just because you still have so many weapons. But their right. O line is so bad. I mean, their O like Brandon Armstrong is literally. I mean, think of the one guy with the sword against the army of 500 people. I mean, that's what it feels what, like. Uh, Armstrong what, is doing with that O line.
0: What is that from? You're talking about a GIF. It's very famous. It's yeah. A meme. What is
1: what movie is? What is it, is I what is it from? That.
0: It's not a movie. Just take one guess. This is gonna be so embarrassing.
1: 300.
0: Okay, this podcast. <laughs> this podcast is over
1: know the fighting movie game of
0: thrones is from game of thrones oh, have you game of heard of thrones? that
1: yeah i've been watching the dragon show but oh, oh you've there's been, a oh, lot going dragon
0: on show oh dude
1: the house of the dragon there's okay. a lot going on.
0: okay I'm, I'm with it but anyway that's a whole that's thing you do that i'm good i'm good <laughs> I've been wa-
1: nick wants to watch it i'm like eh, i mean
0: nick come on keep pu- pushing the issue button.
1: these poor women in this show okay that's true so syracuse they went yeah as a girl did now okay nc state Beats UConn. UConn covers.
0: <laughs> Unbelievable, <laughs> wow. by the way.
1: You knew NC State would let their foot off no. the a When you play UConn, Mac, you, and you have Clemson next week, you can't just go all out for four quarters. You just can't. <laughs> but still, Devin Leary... He played well, and he really connected with Thayer Thomas and Devin Carter, who you really want to see emerge.
0: Yeah, which was great. I mean, when you look at Devin, this was by far and away his best game of the year. I mean, when I finally saw you know glimpses of the guy performing at, at a very high level last year. That ACC Player of the Year, this was him. I mean, throwing the ball really, really accurately. Just look, it just looked different. You know, the, the first couple of games, you guys might remember me saying. There's just something wrong. It's off. He's not hitting guys that normally he hits. He's not, you know, getting guys the ball when he needs to. This game he absolutely did 300 plus yards, four touchdowns. I mean, just the the composure that he did it with the smooth operator as EJ had called him for a couple of years now. That was all there. The run game still very impressive. I cannot wait for this matchup this weekend, but it's good to see Devin peaking at the absolute Mm -hmm. best time. Good to see that run game still be explosive and being able to do things while he's throwing the ball at a high rate. And then that defense, I mean, they are just nasty. And those linebackers are are freaks. And, uh, yeah, they're playing playing at a great level right now.
1: Well, and that's the positive of playing UConn before Clemson is it is a (laughs) a confidence. You know, it's one of those games where everyone's feeling good. Now Clemson is coming off a game where – they had to really band together, overcome adversity. We'll, we'll see. We'll see which one bodes better. Um, two other wins that were good wins for the ACC. Pitt, 45, Rhode Island, 24. Not sure what Pitt's doing, giving up 24 points, but that's okay. Izzy Banicanda was really good. Louisville stomped USF 41-3. to I thought that was very impressive. Just your quick thoughts on both of those games, Mac.
0: Yeah, you know, again to see Izzy just go nuts. I mean, four touchdowns for that young man, 130 plus yards for the third. Where, straight where did game. he go, Mac? Uh, he went to the uh, what is it called, the hizzy? Uh, four times. He went to the hizzy four times. Uh, so, so love to see that and, and just the output from that young man. Uh, he, he's a freak of nature. It was interesting that Slovis played um, through yeah. the ball really efficiently. Uh, you know, was 20 of 27, but you know, just thought that they wouldn't even put a risk, you know, for injury in there, but hey, you know, do what you want, get that guy some reps. Obviously, this is his first year with this team. And then with with Louisville, um, I had a suspicion that they could do that. But it's it's just whatever I think and say, Louisville's going to do the opposite. So I kind of took a leap of faith here. They got it done. Offense looked fantastic. Malik, I mean, he's just, he's such a special player. And when you can see him playing at that level where he is in the zone, and it's just, he probably feels unstoppable. Honestly, it probably feels like a video game. When he's doing the things that he is, and uh, good, good to see that because he's too good of a player, you know, t- to be losing these these silly games.
1: Yep, for sure. Okay, Kansas and Duke. This game delivered. I was watching Clemson, Wake, and Kansas, Duke at the same time, which I've never done before in my life <laughs> during football season. And the really the thing that the two things that I was worried about for Duke, the environment was raucous. Right. <laughs> I mean, Kansas sold it out, Mac. I didn't even yeah. think they could. The environment was lit. Forget the the lady knitting a couple of years ago. No, this is a brand new Kansas, and Jalen Daniels, Kansas quarterback, was just too good. I mean, yeah. he was he was electric through the air and with his legs. He's really good.
0: Did Did you see how Kansas uh, ignited the Heisman campaign for that young man? Did you see that over the weekend? What did they this, do? This cool little graphic, and it was it said. When should you start a Heisman and then it like filled in the blank campaign? And so I guess that's their way of announcing. I mean, he's playing just super efficient. Just
1: Beat Duke, start the Heisman campaign. Right,
0: right. That's right. Well, I think when you do it the way he did, I mean, do whatever you want. he's great. This guy doesn't miss, has a really electric arm. You know, not something where you like, ooh and ah, this guy can really zip it. But he does it so well and and just plays at a very high level. Too much for Duke. Thought that Riley and, and the boys would be able to to have the firepower, just couldn't get the ball in the end zone. Which you know we, we've seen quarterbacks you know struggle with that when you have such a high tempo offense. You got to take points when you when you must. Uh, really, still impressed with Riley, leading rusher, leading passer. Future super bright for that young man.
1: Mm-hmm. And still Duke, you're you're feeling great. I mean, you'll yeah, take yeah. it. They host on, Virginia Duke. this weekend, and Duke right as of now is favored in that game. Mac. something that. Most people would not have guessed going into the year. Let's talk about the ugly. All right. We have to. We have to. Let's start. Let's ease in. Okay. Let's start with Notre Dame, North Carolina. Okay. The score doesn't look as bad as it was. And, Mac and I both picked UNC because this Notre Dame offense has looked so bad. I mean, that no one thought Notre Dame could score 45 on air, much less on another team. Hold on, hold on. Unless, Mac, you really did think that?
0: Do, do you remember when you, you, we were like joking around on Friday and you were like, OK, Notre Dame, super bad offense. North Carolina, super bad defense. What does that mean? And I said, Notre Dame scores a bunch of points. Yes,
1: you did. And I was like, no.
0: <laughs> no, that's not what it means, but here we are. All right, go okay, ahead Okay, never mind.
1: Max saw it coming.
0: They're just bad. I mean it's they're just so bad. Bad, bad They're just so bad. I mean they And Drake made three five touchdowns
1: open. and it didn't even matter.
0: This dude has like ten thousand touchdowns to start the season. It doesn't if, matter.
1: I mean they're three it one. It's not matter. the and world, also, but
0: Notre Dame well, I mean, that's their first real competition. You see what happens. Um these Notre Dame just has something over them. I mean, they, they, they beat them I agree. And we 23 about that. times out of the last 27 times yeah. or whatever it is. I mean, they just, I don't know. It's just something. And, uh, and, again, at the end of the day, you feel really good about your offense, feel really good about your quarterback, the future. That guy is a freshman, uh, redshirt freshman. So he has three more years if he wants them. Mm-hmm. Probably won't last that long. Um, uh, so just try to get those guys going. I honestly I don't I don't even know. I don't even know what you do defensively. If, if you just fire everybody and bring in a whole new, you know, well, you can't of, fire Gene four games not the, in. Not the, not the not the staff. I meant the players. Oh. Just bring in these young guys. Just get somebody else on the field who wants to play, who shows great effort. Uh I forgot this isn't the NFL. You're not firing, you're just benching them. Uh, you know, not I'm not sure.
1: Mac.
0: I'm really not. So it, it'll be fascinating to see, you know, what do these guys do or you know, it just is what it is. Let's go score 46 because we would have won the game.
1: Next week, UNC host Virginia Tech. If Virginia Tech scores 40 on North Carolina, literally disband the program. Virginia Tech's offense is that bad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little dramatic. Okay. How about Miami sticking in the ugly? Middle Tennessee beats Miami 45-31. to I thought Middle Tennessee would cover. I thought there would be a little bit of a hangover coming off of A&M. Miami's offense has not looked good. Never did I imagine Middle Tennessee would win. Mac, we are through week four. Miami's lost twice and Tyler Van Dyke has been benched. What is happening?
0: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's embarrassing. When I watched the scheme change, right? Listen, I mean I
1: think the scheme change is part of have, it, but there's lack of effort I have, too.
0: I, I've never in my life claimed to be anything Miami, ever. I was embarrassed watching the game. Like I was yeah. sitting here just like cringy for the whole conference. For this, for for anybody to be able to say this, it's just, it, it's horrible. And I'd love to be a fly on that wall uh, in that locker room because I can only imagine what the what the environment was. Um, but that, it's what Miami does. It's what Miami does. They have these unexplainable, horrible lo- – go look at every year for the yes. last a million years. That's what they do, and that's who you are. And uh, you know, a long way to go for this staff. I thought that the change would be a little bit more – Drastic and dramatic. And what that means is, I didn't think, you know, competing for natties, but I did think stuff like this would disappear. And it hasn't. So maybe next year, we'll see. But
1: you also have the same players. I I think that's maybe this is something about the players and lack of effort, lack of want to. I don't know. I mean, Cristobal inherited this roster, and we both like TVD. We think he he definitely has a want to. It it was, I think Miami also started this game where they were just flat out not ready. Not taking it seriously, and that showed. And you get down 10-0 quick, panic starts to set in, and Middle Tennessee got very confident.
0: Yeah. And the the other really weird thing about it, and again, have no insight to this, have no idea. Garcia comes in, these wide receivers are catching everything. Yeah. I mean, he's throwing bad passes, and these guys are like Spider-Man reaching back, catching the ball. I'm just like. It was weird. I, I saw you get hit in the face mask last week with football, and you dropped it. Like, What's going on there? So I don't know. I mean, yeah. something that maybe is interesting to look at how the rest of the season goes. I also thought that Garcia was like supposed to be super mobile and, you know, a guy with his legs and their two, you know, fourth down plays they ran were, were horrible decisions with, with, with him. So I don't know. Miami is in a really weird place right now.
1: Well, some of that is scheme too, because they don't really want their quarterback to get out of the pocket, sure. at least from what we've seen so far. Sure. But I would say bad news for Miami. They have a bye week. I would not want to be those players. Having a bye week, good Lord. Uh, That's going to be tough.
0: Bad news, days. you're about to get yelled at for 10 straight days and <laughs> That's do up-downs. a up nightmare. Downs. We're not going to practice nightmare. football. We're going to do up-downs until you all quit. That's what's going to happen.
1: We'll, we'll see you soon, Miami. Okay, and finally, in the ugly, UCF beats Georgia Tech 27-10. to 10. We have finished with Georgia Tech in the ugly three weeks in a row. I still thought Georgia Tech showed some effort. They had right. eight penalties. They had a punt blocked, returned for a touchdown. I saw a report that I sent to you, Mac, from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that the Georgia Tech, I think, Board of Trustees is meeting on Monday. Right. We might have some news on Monday when we release this episode, but it it does feel like at some point this season, Georgia Tech is probably going to move on.
0: And and just the the way that they lost this game. I mean, if you would tell me right now, without showing me a score, if you just show me this box score, and it says Jeff Sims has 300-plus yards, I think Georgia Tech wins comfortably for him to be able to to zip the ball all over the yard, really get it going. They held UCF to 49 passing yards. Uh, the mm-hmm. bad news was they had right at 300 rushing yards. So, I, uh, again, another team that's in a really tough spot, really tough situation. What do you do moving forward? And uh, who knows? Like you said, that meeting that is going to be interesting. I, I assume something is going to happen uh, sooner than later.
1: We shall see. You will We'll find out probably something on Monday. Who knows? But, guys – We have a great episode coming up on Wednesday. It is a massive Clemson-NC State episode, and all I want to say is we will have multiple guests. That's all I'm
0: saying. (laughs) The biggest episode. The biggest episode, not media day, that we've ever done. You know why? Because this is the biggest game of the season for the ACC. Top 10 matchup. That's all we're going to well, as of now. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, We'll talk about all that on Wednesday and also probably a little bit on Friday. Cannot wait, guys. That's it for us recapping the weekend. It's what we do on Mondays. If you don't have SiriusXM, what are you doing? Go get it. Get it in your car. Download the app. Subscribe. But we also need you to go over to YouTube. We also need you to go over to Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe there. It's always great hearing from you guys. But until next time, we'll see y'all.